0: Sannu Mitrasyam Varunaha Sannu Bhavatvaryama Sannu Indra Brahaspati Sannu Vishnuru Kramaha Namo Brahmane Namastevayo Tvameva Pratyakshambrahmasi Dvameva Pratyaksham Brahmavadishyame Ritam Vadishyame Satyam Vadishyame Tanmām avatu tadvaktāram avatu avatumām avatuvaktāram Om shant is shant Om shant hee. sahana bhavatu sahana ubhanato, vidvishavahai. Om Shanti 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 Om Yash Chandra yadeva-dhāraṇa-bhūyāsaṁ sharīraṁ mevicharṣaṁ me madhu-mattama karna-abhyāṁ bhūri-viśrūvam brahmaṇa-kosho-si-medhaya-pitaḥ śrutam me gopāya Om shantishanti shantihi Om aham vrikshasya reeriva kirtiv prashtham gireeriva urdhva pavitro vaajini vasvamrutam asme savarchasam तो मेधा अमृतोक्षितः इति त्रिशङ्कोर वेदानु वचनम् ॐ Pūrāṇasya pūrāṇamā dāya pūrāṇam eva vaśśyaday Om shānti 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 Shruti ālayam karunālayam Namāmi bhagavat pāda shankaram loka shankaram Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Bhadarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutau Vande Bhagavantau Punafpunah Ishvaro Guru Ratmedhi Murti Vedavibhaginay Vyamavadhyapta Dehaya Dakshinamurtaye Namaham akhandam satchidanandam, akhandam satchit avaṁ manasa gocharam, avaṁ आत्मन मखिलाधारम dhāram, dhāram, Arthato pyadvayanandana, arthato pyadvayanandana, Atita tadvaita bhānataha, ati tadvaita bhānataha, guru nā vedānta, guru nā vedānta, sāram vakṣye yathāmadī, sāram vakṣye Now, we start a discussion on the nature of, well, the discussion on nature of ignorance is going on. And now in the further discussion here, the teacher shows how this ignorance has a two-fold effect. The same ignorance or vidya is binding as well as releasing. It's interesting. The same thing that can bind you, also can release you. So, it is not that ignorance is all evil or it's all... it's all that it creates always what we call the samsara but it is that very ignorance or maya, we should say which in fact releases also, which is a nice thing. If maya can bind us, well maya releases us also. When maya is of a certain nature, then it becomes binding in nature. Then it becomes divided, it becomes variegated, it becomes many. And same maya, when it is of a certain certain nature, then it it appears as one. It in fact makes us see the unity. So understand that ignorance also in the realm of maya and knowledge also is in the realm of maya in that sense. And therefore, these two aspects of ignorance or these two aspects of maya are now being discussed. How that very ignorance when it is in the binding mode, how it disintegrates, or how it creates diversity, and how it creates a sense of individuality, how it becomes binding in nature, and how that very ignorance, when it is devoid or it is it is uh, it is uh, devoid of the impurities, and the very ignorance or Maya, when it becomes essentially pure, then that very same ignorance or very same Maya becomes a ground, or becomes, yeah, becomes a ground for knowledge. And so, this is what is said here, that, that binding aspect of ignorance is what creates the notion of jiva, or the sense of individuality. And that pure ignorance, when it is pure, then it creates the concept of what we call Ishvara or the Lord. That is what we call the individual aspect, and the collective aspect. So, individual and collective, these two aspects of maya, or these two aspects of ignorance, are now being discussed. It is the same ignorance that appears as individually divided, it is the same ignorance that appears as the collective, or as one. And how the effects are created is now being discussed on the page, on the passage 35, on the page 25. <coughs> Samashti Vesti Abhi prayen, Ekam Anekam come Ane come This ignorance samasthi vyasthi abhiprayana <coughs> samyak Ashnodi it is samasti. Samashti means that which covers everything that which pervades everything Samashti. so these two words are also important words samasti and vyasthi Samashti that which covers everything that which pervades everything it is translated here as the collective aspect or you can call it the totality. And Vyastī, which has a, restrictive, a restricted pervasiveness, is called individual aspect. So Vyastī means individual and Samasthī means total or collective. <coughs> Sometimes this Vyastī and Samasthī can also be understand, understood as the Vishesha and Samanya. Samanya, the general. Vishesha the particular. For example, when we have a bundle of, a, a, when we have a number of golden ornaments, then each ornament has its peculiar characteristics of a name and form and function. And the ornaments also have what we call Samanya or the general aspect, namely gold. Thus, when we have a number of ornaments in every ornament there is a samanya or a universal aspect and is a particular aspect what is the universal aspect of the ornament gold which is common to all the golden ornaments and what is the particular aspect of the ornament a bangle or earring a given name form and function which is peculiar to a given ornament can be called the particular aspect and the goal, which is common to all the ornaments, can be said to be the universal aspect. So by Vesti and Samasti, we can also understand. Samasti, the collective of the total, mean also we can understand as universal. And Vesti the individual, we can understand it as particular. <coughs> so universal and particular, total and individual. or Another way also to understand Vyashti and Samasti is an assembly and components. We may have an assembly like a motor car made up of perhaps thousands of components. So each component is limited it does a particular, performs a particular kind of function and when all these components are assembled into one assembly we have one thing called the motor car. So motor car is although one we call it one car, but in fact there is thousands isn't it from the standpoint of the assembly we call it one from the standpoint of the components it is many so one so assembly and components universal and particular collective and individual or effect and cause for example the gold is the cause And the ornaments are the effects. So, cause is that which pervades all the effects. So cause, samashti, as we said, means that which pervades everything is called samashti. Inasmuch as cause pervades the effects, we can say the cause is samashti. And the effect which has a limited pervasiveness can be called vyashti. Because vyashti means that which has a limited pervasiveness. So, therefore, these two words are used here, and these are very beautiful words, very important words. Vyasti and Samasti. So, to summarize, Vyasti means individual, Samasti means collective or total, or Vyasti means particular, Samasti means universal, or Vyasti means component, Samasti can mean assembly, or Vyasti can mean effect, and Samasti can mean cause. In all these different ways the concepts of vyashti and samashti can be understood. (coughs) Idam This ignorance then has these two aspects What you might call a samasthi aspect as well as a vyashti aspect A collective aspect, an individual aspect A universal aspect, a particular aspect An aspect called assembly which is all comprehensive An aspect which is component, which is distinct An aspect which we may call cause that inheres in everything. And an aspect which we may call effect which has a particular characteristic. So idam this ignorance. Vyasti, samasti, abhiprayana. Abhipraya means opinion. Or abhipraya also can be be understood as standpoint. So this ignorance can be looked upon from two standpoints. Vyasti and samasti. From the individual and the collective standpoints. Ekam anekam idija vyavakriyade. Vyavahara Shabda Prayoga. It is said to be Ekam anekam. Same ignorance is said to be one as well as many. So, ignorance is one or ignorance is many. You can suppose. Ignorance is one in as much as my ignorance is not essentially different from your ignorance. The ignorance of the self is the same in everyone. Everyone, let's say, is born ignorant and therefore everyone shares the same self-ignorance. However, that manifestation of the self-ignorance in everyone is different, inasmuch as that I have a sense of limitation, that I think that I am mortal, that I think that I am ignorant, that I think I am limited, that I think that I am bound, that I think that I am a doer, that I think I am an enjoyer, all of these are common aspects to everyone. So all the Jeevas, the limited individuals, have this what we call common or universal aspect of ignorance. One ignorance. But at the same time everyone has peculiar notions. But I am an Indian, I am an American, I am a man, I am a woman, I am tall, I am short, I am happy, I am unhappy. In these notions everyone differs from everyone else. So we have many as well as we have one. Therefore, when we look at the individual, we find every individual is different from other individuals. And what creates the distinction between different individuals? Every individual, even the sense of individuality itself is a product of ignorance. As I said, the self is complete, not knowing it is taken to be limited. So the sense of limitation or the sense of individuality itself is the first product of ignorance. Which sense of individuality or what we call ego or the ahankara then it results into desires for becoming free which calls for what we call this gross body and the subtle body in order to fulfill those desires and thus we have the formation of what we call an individual personality so everyone's personality is different every personality is the product of ignorance but every personality, what is the personality? nothing but a bunch of notions and everyone's personality is different from that standpoint, we can say that, the ignorance is many. Otherwise, the question can arise. If ignorance is one, then, if one is ignorant, everybody should be ignorant. But we know that there are some wise people. And that shows, there, there can be a few wise people, and there can be many ignorant people, alright. But the point is that, that, that shows that ignorance is different. There is something different in everyone even though everyone is born ignorant even though everyone essentially has the same kind of notions and still there is something different in different people in as much as one person can be wise whereas another can be ignorant otherwise if ignorance is one if one remains ignorant everybody should be ignorant but that's not so we find that there are some wise people and that shows that ignorance is different also if one is bound everybody should be bound if ignorance were one so ignorance also is aneka, meaning many. So from the vasti from the standpoint of the individual and the collective aspect, the very same ignorance is designated as or called as one and many. <coughs> okay and this is being explained now in the subsequent passage what is how the author explains the idea of the one as well as many very nicely (laughs) (laughs) Tathahi Yatha Vrukshanam Samashtya Bhipraena Vanam Ite एक अत्वब्यपदेश है यथावा जलानम समस्त विप्रायन जलाशय है इति तथा नानात्वेन प्रतिभासमानानम Jeeva Gata Ajnana Nama Samashtya Viprayana Tade Vyapadesha Vyapade Shaha Ajamekam Ityadi Shrudehe Tathahi to explain Tathai means to explain Yatha just as vrukshanam of the trees The sixth case vruksha of the trees Samashti Abhiprayana From the standpoint of samashti Or the collective aspect Or from the standpoint of totality Vanam ekatva Vyapadesha How a collection Or aggregate of many trees So when looked at From the stand collectively Then what do we call it? Vanam forest So, how thousands of trees, when collectively looked at, are designated as one, namely Vanam, forest. Yathava or, another illustration also is given, Jalanam, let us imagine, uh, water. Jalanam, samashtabhiprayana. Or also water, when looked at, you know, there may be many, many pools of water, let us say. When you look at them collectively, then we will give a designation, we will call it Jalasha, reservoir. So how many small pools of water looked at collectively are designated as a reservoir? So two illustrations are given and throughout this book, we will find these two illustrations to explain Vyashti and Samashti. How, for example, when I'm walking at the ground level, I perceive every tree individually And I also perceive the distinctions between different trees. Thus, every tree is perceived by me as an individual tree. When do I see what we call the collective aspect of all the trees? When do I see the trees as an aggregate? Not when I am on the ground. As long as I am on the ground, what can I see? Only individual trees. When can I see the aggregate of all the trees? Only when I rise to a certain height. Now this is very important. What is important to know is that the aggregate is not the arithmetic sum of the individual. Samashti or aggregate or totality is not the arithmetic sum of the individual. It is a different standpoint. The individuality is a standpoint, and totality or collective or aggregate also is a standpoint. It's not that the aggregate is a sum of total. You know, otherwise what will happen? Every tree is limited. Every tree is individual and limited. And what we call one aggregate will be sum of all the limitations only, in fact. But that's not so. So it is important to know, how do you perceive this aggregate? Only when we rise at a height. Perhaps you may to rise to the height of maybe 5 miles to in a in jet plane. And then when you look on the ground, then all the trees, you don't see individual trees there. What do you see? The aggregate of all the trees. What do you call it? You call it forest. <coughs> so when you are on the ground level, the very same trees were designated as individual trees. When I rise above, at a level of maybe 35,000 feet or whatever, then that very aggregate is designated, the very trees are designated by me as Vanam or as forest. This is very important. That forest is not the uh, arithmetic sum of all the trees. Forest is a different standpoint. When I'm on the earth at a lower level then I am identified with every individuality. When I rise, meaning I rise above the individuality, I no more identify with the sense of individuality. Then alone I am able to perceive what we call the universality or the aggregate or the total. So what do we see when we go up in the air? We are not able to see the distinctions between different trees you cannot say that this is a mango tree and this is a fir tree or this is a spruce tree or whatever You can't say, you cannot in fact um, from that height identify different trees as you were able to do when you were at the ground level. So what do you see when you go up at that height? What you see is not individual trees but what you might call tree-ness. Because individualities are not visible at all, not perceptible And what is perceptible to you is what you call treeness. So you might say that what is known as forest is nothing but treeness. What is treeness? Treeness can be said to be the universal aspect of every tree. Thus every tree has these two aspects. A universal aspect which we may call treeness. And an individual or particular aspect which we would call a mango tree or iron an oak tree or a spruce tree so every tree has an individual aspect and a universal aspect when we are at the ground level our attention is caught by the individual aspect of the trees and therefore we we perceive we appreciate the individuality of the trees and distinction between them all the distinctions are resolved when we are able to perceive what we call the universal aspect of the trees, and we call it the forest. So universal and particular, aggregate and individual, collective and, and, and individual. So this is how you can understand tree and the forest. Or water, you know, maybe small puddles, pools of water, and when you go up at a certain height maybe you won't be able to see the distinction between the small pools and you may see what we call a reservoir <coughs> why does he give these two illustrations to account for or accommodate the two common models which are given in vedanta which we are discussing in the evening one is called Avachedavada, other is called the pratimimavada we said that the vedantic teachers in order to explain our sense of individuality and our experiences in life, sense of limitation that we experience, in order to explain that, they give present these models. One is called Avachedavada. Avachcheda means conditioning, limiting. Is called avachcheda. Other is pratimimavada is the model of reflection. Pratimim means reflection. So the common illustration that is given for Avacche is the pot space. How space in its true nature is one and total, all-pervasive, without any form, not confined to a place, but how that very same space when it is conditioned by a pot, it looks like it is, we call it pot space, and looks like it is limited space. So pot space is what? Is a designation given by us from the standpoint of the part? When the space gains a designation from the standpoint of the part, we call it part space. And from the standpoint of the space, that very space is called the total space. So part has the effect of creating an apparent limitation in space. For the person who does not know the nature of space, does not know that the space is that which is formless, and all pervasive May think that this space is confined to a part. And therefore, the space obtaining in one part is different from the space obtaining in another part and space obtaining in a third enclosure. Thinking that the enclosures really limit the space. How the space appears to be limited without really being limited? This is a beautiful example. Space appears to be limited without really being limited. And therefore, Take the case of a part space which does not know that its nature is space and which thinks that it is really confined to this enclosure called the part, that part space will experience every limitation of the part and may think that it is different from every other space, every other enclosed space. So a part space on account of ignorance may take it to be confined to a part. Small, because I am a bigger part, it may take itself to a small, inferiority complex. With reference to a small part, that part space may... They, suppose there is a two-liter part. The two-liter part will feel small compared to a five-liter part space. And the two-liter part space will feel great with reference to a half a liter part space. And thus, the sense of individuality, the comparison, the, so, so, the superiority, the inferiority, jealousies, competitions, everything arises and also the sense of mortality because the part space knows that every part is going to break someday and then it will also come to an end so the fear of death sense of individuality all of these are experienced by that part space kind of experiences that we have we also have a mortality, we also have a sense of this body is comparable to a part and how the body seems to condition what we call the consciousness or awareness Awareness is beyond time and space, is limitless, and still on account of the presence of the body, we feel that the self or the consciousness is confined to the body. <clears throat> Each one of us feels that I am limited to this body, I am inside the body, and my scope or the pervasiveness is confined to this body, just as a part space may feel that it is confined to a part. And I know that the body is going to come to an end someday, and therefore there is in me a sense of mortality, a fear. I see that some other bodies and some other people are superior to me, therefore an inferiority complex. I find myself superior to some other people, therefore superior. And thus comparisons and competitions and strife and struggle, this is what we call samsara. So this is called the condition, this model of part space called avachedavada Avacheda means. Restricting or Conditioning, without really conditioning it appears to condition, it this is called Avacchya and this illustration tells us how, how the limitation may appear without actually being there, how the self may feel limited without really being limited. <coughs> Another model that is given to us is, so in fact, the part space is identical to the total space. There is no distance or no difference, whatever. In fact, the space can never be confined by a part. It is part that is within the space, not the other way around. And therefore, all that one has to do is to change the standpoint. All that the part space has to do, you know, to know its true nature, to focus, its change its focus from the part to the space, and then it realizes, it realizes that it's not that I, the space is within the part it realizes that it is a part that is within the space. <clears throat> Another illustration that is given is called Pratibimba model or the reflection model. How Sun for example may get reflected in a small concave mirror and appear to be small. How my face may be reflected in a small mirror may appear to be small. My face reflected in a distorted mirror may appear to be distorted. So how, in spite of being free from all distortions and smallness and whatever, how I can appear to be small, how I can appear to be distorted, this is demonstrated by a reflection. So reflection also explains the sense of smallness, the distortion, the sense of limitation. And every reflection is different from every other reflection. Every reflection is unique in as much as every mirror is unique and therefore every mirror has its own peculiarities and therefore every reflection also exhibits unique characteristics and each one of also feels different from everyone else because our mind, now here, in this case uh, the reflecting medium is the mind So the common illustration that is given is it's the sun reflected in a bucket of water We have bucket, then we have water inside the bucket and then we have the reflection in that bucket that bucket is can be compared, the body can be compared to the bucket our mind can be compared to the water in the bucket and the ego can be compared to that reflection in the bucket and that little reflection if it doesn't know that its true nature is Bimba or the Sun that reflection may take itself to limit it. if the water has a lot of dirt in that then the reflection is dull if the water is moving then the reflection may feel itself to be restless and the reflection feels that it is different from every other reflection so that sense of dullness the sense of the distraction and the restlessness that we feel the sense of limitation sense of separation sense of in, you know individuality isolation that we feel that can also very well be explained by the example, illustration of a reflection. <clears throat> so that is that is called Pratimbhavada. Except that a reflection is not real. The true nature of reflection is only image. And all that the reflection is to do is to know that. Its distortion doesn't belong to it, it belongs to the medium called water. Its dullness also does not belong to it, it belongs to water. Meaning all the limitations belong to Upadi. So, water is called Upadi, which word will come subsequently. That Upadi is that which imparts its limitation to what is nearby. And that the reflection is to know that the limitation that is feeling doesn't belong to it. Its true nature is sun, which is limitless, all shining, ever bright. And the dullness that it experiences is due to water, the upadi. And the waviness that it experiences also is due to water, the upadi. The separatedness that it experiences from other reflections also is the thing that is created by the upadi, namely water. And that in reality it is not separate from other reflections. It is not dull, it is not limited, it is not many, it is one. And this is what the reflection has to discover. For the discovery, reflection need not be destroyed. It can remain a reflection and still discover this fact. <coughs> so this is called prativimbavada Vada or the model of reflection. Each model has its advantages and no model can be perfect. These are also called prakriyas. Prakriyas means methods or the models given to us. Vedantic teachers give us, give us many prakriyas, many models and each prakriya or each model has its advantages and limitations also. So every model is able to highlight a certain aspect of our experience very well and may not be able to highlight some other aspects. So each model has its advantage. We will not say that one model is necessarily better than the other one. We say that a given model explains certain kinds of experiences better than other models. So these were the two prevalent models, Avaccheta Vada and Pratibhima Vada. <coughs> And this author wants to accommodate both of them, therefore everywhere he gives two illustrations. He gives illustration of the tree and forest and gives illustration of pool of water and a reservoir of water. How in, There are many pools of water, the reflections will be many and each reflection will be limited. And how in the reservoir the reflection is one so how that water being divided in the number of pools creates a appearance of of multiplicity or manyness and how the same water when it is one reservoir doesn't you know it reveals the oneness that obtains so oneness that obtains is revealed by one reservoir that very oneness is is uh, many i mean is um, projected as multiplicity by many pools and so therefore it is a Jalanam Samasthya Viprayana jalashaya, Viprayana that many pools of water from these collective standpoint are designated by us as jalashaya or a reservoir these two illustrations and tree how, how is he going to give the illustration I mean how is he going to uh, use the example of tree that uh, the space conditioned by tree we are talking about the space conditioned by a part. Here this author uses the example of space as conditioned by a tree. You should know that what we call tree is nothing but conditioned space. Why is it so? Because the first element is space. From that is said to be born air. From that is born the fire. From that is evolved the water. And that is ultimately evolved as earth earth is the grossest element. It is nothing but the space that has evolved in all these stages and therefore earth is nothing but the space condition in that form. So what is tree? Tree is nothing but the earth alone manifesting in a certain way and so tree is nothing but the conditioned space and so space conditioned by the tree, one tree gets the designation tree and the very same space Conditioned by the aggregate of trees, gets the designation forest. So, what is it that we call spa- tree? as A space with particular aspect is called tree, and the space with aggregate or the universal aspect is called forest. This is how he is going to use the illustration of the forest, of the tree, and the forest. <coughs> so, tathahi yatha brakshanam samashtya vanamiti ekatva vadeshah. Yathāvā jalanām samashtyamhiprayana jalāsahaiti Tatha, Tatha means in the same manner Nanātvena pratibhāsamānānām And similarly also the ignorance jiva That ignorance that obtains with reference to an individual being or individual Jīva Although ignorance has its locus in what we call awareness or consciousness We said yesterday the ignorance says its locus in the awareness, the self. And ignorance conceives the very self. Like the cloud, derives its very existence from the sun, and that cloud seems to cover that very sun. But remember, that illustration also will come. But remember that, the cloud does not really cover the sun. Cloud merely covers our vision or our sight. Meaning, the cloud only obstructs our sight. Doesn't cover the sun. But the fact is saying. same. You take a small little thing and, and keep it close to your eyes, it will cover the whole world. What it covers is your eyes. But as far as the effect is concerned, the whole world is covered. Similarly, also a cloud is a small patch. It cannot cover the sun. What it covers, are, covers is our eyes. But the effect is that the sun is covered. Similarly, also this ignorance cannot cover atma. Self is all pervasive. Ignorance cannot cover. What ignorance covers is our buddhi, our own mind. That our mind's eye are obstructed by ignorance and therefore effectively the self or the atma is as though covered. <coughs> so just as the cloud derives its very existence from the sun and effectively obstructs the vision of sun, so also this ignorance derives, its, it's it gets its sustenance from the self. That ignorance shines, shines in light of the self. That ignorance enjoys some kind of existence also due to the existence imparted to it by the self. So the ignorance gets its sustenance in terms of the satta and the spurti, the existence and shining from the very self, and that ignorance obstructs that very self from our vision. <coughs> so that's why it is said, Jeeva Gatha That ignorance that, is, that pertains to individual jivas but ultimately what is jiva is nothing but the same awareness is called jiva the same awareness reflected in ignorance can be called jiva or the same awareness conditioned by the ignorance can be called jiva looking back to our, our two models imagine ignorance as a conditioning element conditioning aspect so awareness of the self conditioned by ignorance like the space conditioned by the part is called part space and so also the awareness Conditioned by the individual ignorance is called Jiva and the same self as from the standpoint of the collective ignorance comes to be called Ishvara, Lord or God. Similarly also the ignorance that appears to be many with reference to an individual Jiva samasti abhi parayana. from the standpoint of samasti or the, from the standpoint of totality of aggregate ekattva vyapadesha that very ignorance from the aggregate standpoint the total standpoint also is designated as one and where do you find this in the scriptures ajamekam e Krishna. <coughs> so ajamekam e says the uh, shruti ajamekam e Lohita Shukla Krishna Bhakhvish Prajaha Srijamanam Sarupaha. It is said in one of the Upanishads that this maya or ignorance which is one, but then it seems to and then it, it creates many beings from the appearance of many beings. So that ignorance can be said to be one from the corrective aspect. Okay. <clears throat> now continuing. In the beginning, first says in the verse 37 Iyam samashti Udkhrashto paditaya Vishuddha sattva pradhana Iyam meaning this Samashti, aggregate Aggregate of ignorance also called Maya, Utkristoopadhyaya. So here this author does not use the word Maya, but elsewhere in the literature, they use the word Maya to indicate the aggregate aspect of ignorance, and they use the word Agnanam to indicate the individual standpoint of ignorance. So, Iyam Samashtihi, this aggregate of ignorance, Utkristoopadhyaya, on account of its being the Utkristoopadhyay, the appearance of Utkhristha. Utkhristha means exalted. Inasmuch as it is the, it is exalted. Utkhristha Upadhi. So what is Upadhi? The word Upadhi is explained like this. Or Upadhi is also a very important word in Vedanta. Upadhi. It is made up of three elements. Upa, A. It is made up of Upa, A and Dha. The root is Dha. Dha means to give or to impart so to this root Dha we are adding two prefixes upa and a and by adding a certain pratyaya, you get the, the noun upadhi in this what is the meaning of upa upa is in the sense of vicinity or closeness samipya so upa meaning para padase this upadhi is that which imparts swakiyam dharmam adhadhadeh upadhi that which imparts its own characteristics to something that is nearby is called upadhi that which imparts its own characteristics to something that is nearby is called upadhi see take the case of this crystal you know This crystal, I don't know if it appears pure to you or not, it just seems to reflect light anyway. But this crystal by nature is colorless, is pure. Now when we have this cloth near this crystal, then the cloth imparts its orange color to the crystal and perhaps the crystal may appear to be the orange to you. So, what is it that this cloth does? The cloth imparts its color of the orangeness to the crystal that is nearby or that is in the vicinity. So, this cloth is called Upadhi of the crystal. And therefore the orange color that appears to be there in the crystal is not its own orange color. It is due to the cloth that is placed in the vicinity. But if somebody does not know the nature of orange, I mean this crystal If someone doesn't know that the crystal is pure by nature or colorless by nature That uninitiated person may feel that crystal is in fact red in color, orange in color You know we have that small shivalinga there which is made of sphatika, made of crystal And the crystal does reflect color of any object that may be lying around it If on a crystal or on a sphatika linga if you place nearby a red flower that sphatikalinga will look red if you place a yellow flower it will look yellow place a blue flower it will look blue so one person from village who did not know he had once come to the city and he went for a darshan to a temple a shiva temple where there was what we call this sphatikalinga a linga made up of crystal and first day when he went there he saw that lord that crystal ah, was red he was very happy. Next day he went there, he found the crystal that that Swatikalinga was yellow. Third he found it blue. He thought there is some kind of miracle here. That every day, you know, Lord lot appears to be different. <coughs> the miracle was that every day a different flower was placed beside it. That's all. And so this flower imparts its color to the crystal. So flower is called Upadhi. Or it can be any object that imparts its color in this case to the crystal that would be called upadi and crystal is called upahita upadi conditioning element upahita that which is conditioned so upadi is that which imparts its characteristics and conditions the object in the vicinity and the object is that which is conditioned on account of what is lying beside it Similarly also this Ajnana or Ignorance is called Upadhi. Ignorance also is Upadhi because it imparts its limitations upon Self which is nearby. Self or the Atma is comparable to Crystal. Just as Crystal is pure and colorless, so also the Self or the Atma is pure, devoid of any limitation, devoid of any attributes, but this Ignorance which has this this inherent multiplicity in that the ignorance which has what we call the three gunas, sattva, rajas, and tamas in that which we discussed yesterday agnanam was said to be the ignorance has in, inherently what we call three gunas, sattva, rajas, and tamas because the universe which is a product of ignorance exhibits the three gunas, sattva, rajas, and tamas Sattva means as you say, tranquility or balance, Rajas means activity and Tamas means dullness. <coughs> so we say that the Ignorance also has these three Gunas in it and this Ignorance is the Upadhi of the Atma and therefore it as though imparts to the Atma of the Self its limitations. Ignorance are many therefore the Self appears as many. Ignorance of these three gunas, sattva, rajas, tamas, therefore the self also appears as conditioned by, it may be sattvic or rajas or tamas. Just as the crystal appears to be color, so the self appears to be limited. So it is ajnanam or ignorance that in fact creates the sense of limitation in the self, like the pot. In the pot space example, the pot is called the upadi, because it creates, it conditions or creates a sense of limitation in the space that is nearby. Or in case of the reflection model we have the bucket and we have the water and we have the reflection there that bucket and water would be called upadhi because they impart their limitation into what we call that reflection. And therefore in Atma also we say that Ajnanam is upadhi. This upadhi on from these collective standpoints creates the appearance of one and from the individual standpoint creates the appearance of many in the same self which is beyond the concepts of one and many self although we call it one in fact the self is beyond the concepts of one and many because even the concept of one is also with reference to many so we call the self one from the standpoint of many but even this idea of oneness and manyness, aggregate and individual universal and particular cause and effect samasti and vesti all these concepts are only created by ignorance or maya so that very maya creates in us the sense of many and therefore we have one which is with reference to many it creates a sense of jiva the individuality with reference to many And the same Agnanam or Maya creates a sense of what we call Ishvara or Lord, the Creator, with reference to its, the aggregate aspect. So what the author wants to say here is, that very same ignorance creates the idea of God. By God we mean the Creator. Depending on what you understand by the word God, Ishvara. Same Agnanam, from its, what we call the aggregate or the universal standpoint, creates the concept of ishvara the creator god and same ignorance from the standpoint of its individual aspects creates the notion of jiva or the individual sometimes they give the illustration of a, gla- of a of a of a glass or a mirror you know have you seen those mirrors in which sometimes there are small little mirrors there's a big mirror and there are small little mirrors in them so then you can see simultaneously many faces with reference to small mirrors and then there is a big mirror in which you can see one face. Similarly also this ignorance uh, makes the appearance of one and many for the same self. Whatever the self or awareness, consciousness, Brahman, the limitless. That very same limitless Brahman appears as one and many. What creates the appearance of one and many? The ignorance. Because ignorance says this oneness and manyness inherent in it. From the standpoint of oneness, that same ignorance creates the appearance of Ishvara. So Brahman appears as Ishvara with a reference to ignorance, which is one, or the collective aspect of ignorance. And same Brahman appears as Jiva with a reference to the individual aspect of ignorance. So now we have only one reality Brahman which was said vastu. Satchitanam advayam Brahma is a vastu. The reality is Satchitanam advaya non-dual. The same reality of the truth is made to appear as many by its ignorance. It is made to appear as one by the ignorance. That one we call the creator or the lord, the ruler. This individual we call Jiva, the created, the ruled. He can be called the cause, this can be called the effect. He can be called the aggregate. This can be called the one uh, individual. He can be called the universal. This can be called the particular. Like the waves in the ocean, how one water is made to appear as many waves, and how the very same water appears as ocean. When is it wave? When you look at the water from the individual standpoint. When does it become ocean? When you look at it from the aggregate standpoint. How one water alone is made to appear as waves and ocean. Similarly, also one Brahman alone is made to appear as Jiva and also as Ishvara. In the individual standpoint, the Brahman appears as Jiva as though conditioned or limited by the individual ignorance, and from the aggregate standpoint, that Brahman appears as Ishvara free from all limitations. <coughs> but you must remember that aggregate is not the sum total of individual. Ishwara, who is aggregate or totality, is not the sum total of jivas, Because every jiva is limited. If, if Ishwara were the arithmetic sum total of all the jivas, then he will be the biggest, biggest samsari, you understand? Every jiva or individual is samsari, limited being. If you say that Ishwara is the aggregate of all the jivas, then he would be what? The most limited one, because he will combine the limitations of all. So aggregate is not the arithmetic sum of the limited individual. Aggregate is a standpoint. A limited is a standpoint. Remember the forest and the trees. That when we are walking on the ground, then it is all trees, every individual tree. Only when we rise up to seven miles, maybe, then that those trees appear as forest. And so also, when we are identified with one body, call it tree, then there is the perception of jiva then every body or every self appears to be different. When we are identified, here the ground is what? Identifying with one equipment, with one body-mind intellect complex. When identified identify with one body-mind intellect complex, then I have the notion of what we call jiva, From which standpoint every jiva appears to be different from every other jiva. When I rise, what is meant by rising? Not rising in terms of space, Arising from what we call the identification. When I rise from the identification with one limited upadhi, then I have a perception of what we call the oneness of the totality that obtains everywhere. So when I'm not identified with one body, then I see that all the bodies are essentially, am I saying? Made of the same five elements. When I'm not identified with one mind, I realize that all minds are essentially made of the same, same stuff. And then I see what we call totality. That is what we call Ishvara. When can you see oneness? Only when the mind is pure. How do we, in our practical life, appreciate the idea of the aggregate and the total aggregate and individual? When our mind is pure, when Vishuddha sattva pradhana, so we say there are three, guna, sattva, rajas and tamas. When the dupadi or the mind or ignorance is Vishuddha Sattva Pradhana meaning when it is largely devoid of Rajas and Tamas and it is essentially pure Sattva then we see what we call the collective or the total aspect. Then our standpoint or our perception is collective or the total. When our mind becomes pure meaning when it becomes free from Rajas and Tamas the Rajas and Tamas divide Rajas and tamas they divide. That is raga and dvesha. They divide. They create the divisions. When the same mind becomes pure, namely Satvik, then that sense of division, sense of individuality, isolation, assertion, all of that goes away, and I will appreciate the oneness that obtains everywhere. So it is said here, Vishuddha Sattva Pradhana. Lift yourself from rajas and tamas. Lift yourself from the identification with the individual upadhi and identify yourself with all the upadhis which identification will require giving up the limited individual identification and from the standpoint of what we call Vishuddha sattva then utkhristha upadita when upadhi becomes utkhristha when the upadhi or the ignorance becomes or the mind becomes free from rajas and tamas then we have what we call the Vishuddha sattva the pure sattva that is Utkrishthoopadita vishuddha sattva pradhana. So when we say aggregate or one, that is only possible when that is vishuddha sattva. That is, what is vishuddha? Vishuddha means pure. Sattva means sattva. Vishuddha sattva means sattva which is pure. So when can we get that aggregate standpoint? When we rise above. How do we rise above? Rise above the sense of identification. From with one individual upadhi or with one individual equipment. <coughs> so, yam samasthi utkhrusta Upaditaya. The samasthi of the aggregate is utkhrusta upade. It is exalted Upadi. It is rising above all these, all the individualities and limitations. Vishuddha sattva pratham, And Therefore, the aggregate aspect of ignorance is vishuddha sattva or the pure sattva devoid of rajas and Tamas. And it will be said in the next passage how that awareness of Brahman as functioning through this aggregate or the Vishuddha Sattva Upade is called Ishwara. That we'll will see tomorrow. <clears throat> Om Puranamada Puranamidam Puranam Puranamudachyade Purnasya Nasya Pur Namadaya Pur Nameva Vashishyade Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashakruta Bhagavanta Punaf Punahan Ishvaro Guru Ratmevi मूर्ति भेद विभागिने vyoma Vadvyapta dehaya dakshina murtaye namaha om shante hari